everybody and welcome to talk more talk a solo beatles video cast uh, i'm joe mayo one of your hosts here and my youtube channel is mean mr mayo where you can see all kinds of beatles goodness over there we're going to be talking today about 50th anniversary all things must pass the new release the new remix that's done very well in the charts, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. Uh, I don't have my Uber box handy. It's in the other room. It doesn't fit in this room, but I see we've all got something. Uh, we're also, I should say, going to have a special mystery guest we're going to reveal in a little bit. So place your bets as to who this mystery guest could possibly be. Um, oh, okay. Oh, uh, there it is. Show off. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. Rub it <laughs> the in. Uber, the gigantic Uber crate shown by Tom. Okay. Uh, so let me introduce my uh, regular co-host that do this show. This is, as you don't know by now, uh, a show that we do uh, every other Monday, every second Monday. Uh, we do it on Facebook Live, and we talk about the solo Beatles, John, Paul, George, and Ringo, after they broke up primarily, occasionally some Beatles stuff. So my, my uh, co-host here, I'm going to begin, of course, I try to do a ladies first, or uh, the queen of all Beatles media, the queen of everything uh, <laughs> that we always say, the queen of all uh, screen space, uh, you know, uh, boxes, everything here. Uh, she has some books out, among other things, songs we were singing, guided tours through the Beatles, lesser known tracks, Michael Jack Jackson, FAQ. All that's left to know about the King of Pop. Well, these titles are very long. And her latest book, Fandom and the Beatles, the act you've known for all these years. Okay, so give a big welcome to Kit O'Toole. Yay! Okay. Thank you. Queen of all screen space. I like this. I'm going to add this to uh, to the, the many titles that you guys have bestowed on me. So I love it. Uh, so, hi, guys. Yeah. And hello, every, everybody See, out there. You can put that on your LinkedIn too. You know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like it. Yes, indeedy. Okay, and uh, next up we have uh, half of the uh, Two Legs podcast show, which is uh, a show about Paul McCartney. Two legs, get it? Three legs, two legs. Uh, and uh, we have uh, Tom Hanyadi, and I got to tell you that you know Tom does a great job on there. Uh, I think I prefer him to the other guy that's sometimes on. Uh, <laughs> shall remain nameless right now. But, I know uh, what you mean. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, you know guy. about what you know. Mm. Oh, anyway, uh, and should we do the last 
hello, Tom and Yaddy. We do the last but not least shtick, you know, which is true. It's true. I mean, uh, but Ken has so many uh, credits there. Uh, you know, the, the host of the syndicated show, radio show, Every Little Thing, co-host of the podcast, Things We Said Today, uh, and uh, the YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio, that features interviews with a lot of special guests and other interesting shows. And, you know, we've been on there. Uh, Ken Michaels. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, Ken okay. Michaels Radio, it's, it's only you guys that are on it. You know, you're the only ones that I invite on there. <laughs> no, 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 not true. I could, I could tell you that. Not true. Hmm. Now, uh, I, I said earlier, and I'm very excited about this because we have a special mystery guest here, and people have been wanting to know who is it. Who is it? You know, they were guessing that it might be uh, Danny Harrison. Even, you know, could we it have be a Bobby Whitlock? Yeah, we have. Yes, uh, that's right. A Bobby Whitlock guess. You know. Well, I'm going to bring him on now. It's pretty close to that. It's pretty close right. to getting Bobby Whitlock. It's cl- close. He, well, he's actually another leg. He's another part of, of the legs <laughs> podcast, the, the two legs podcast. He's, you know, he's none other than Mr. Are you there, Andrew? Andy Nichols. <laughs> I am here in the flesh. Oh, in so you know, you know, it wasn't true what I said before. I actually like Andy better on the show than Tom. Uh, <laughs> I call no. BS on that show. But, uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you guys for having me tonight. It uh, worked out timing wise with my trip out to Arizona to meet up with my co host. And then Kit had messaged it and said, oh, well, you know, this should have thrown this sooner. So, um, yeah. Great. Yeah. No, thank you for having me and great to be here and got to meet my, my co host in the flesh and to tour me around and record shopping and record hunting and. Just, uh, you know, it's been a great time and uh, a great show topic tonight, of course. So, mm. yeah, happy to be here. Mm. Seeing you both in the same room there is, is really weird, you know, after all these the shows. First time? Is huh. this the first time you've physically yes. been together? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Almost two I years, right? Feeling. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very cool. Well, we have a, a lot to talk about with a very uh, controversial, in a way, which I'll get into, a remix, I think, of uh, All Things Must Pass. Uh, a lot of talk about it. I really am enjoying myself with this release. However, I will t- tell you, if I'm to be honest, I'm a little All Things Must Pass out right now because for the last three weeks or more or whatever it's been, I've been uh, playing it a lot and thinking about it a lot and doing shows and things. But we're going to really dive into it, all of us, and we haven't done that here yet. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. But before we do, let us go to Ken Michaels, who I'm sure has a plethora of news for us. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding, Joe. (laughs) Um, But first of all, I just want to say that about an hour ago, I wrapped up doing the Things We Said Today podcast, and I had some news in there. In case you're wondering if you follow both podcasts, there's going to be a lot of similar news, but you guys watching, you're going to get a little extra. Okay. I always, you know. I treat the talk more talk fans a little bit better, I think, than the things, you know, because you're into the solo stuff. You taste some far more sophisticated, I think. There you go. Love it. Anyway, so we'll start with the announcement coming. It will be this Thursday about the Let It Be box set, mm. which uh, includes a Giles Martin remix of Let It Be, uh, two discs of rehearsals and jams from the Apple Studio Sessions, the first Glenn Johns mix, which was from January 1969. Also, John's 1970 mixes of Across the Universe and I Me Mine. 
uh, new 2021 remixes of the original B-side version of Don't Let Me Down and the 1970s single version of Let It Be. And there'll also be a disc featuring Dolby Atmos, 5.1 DTS, high resolution stereo mixes. This is what I've heard so far, but the official announcement happens this Thursday. Okay. Hmm. Um, also, you have any comments you want to add to that? That's very exciting now. stuff. Can't wait. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I know a lot of people have written in, why isn't there anything from Twickenham? Right. And it could very well be that the sound quality isn't that good. Plus, if you follow, since it came from film, there's, there are right. beeps there on the film. Oh, I right. don't know what, the, what they can do right. to clean up the sound because there's so much you can do with today's technology. Right. But I'm not sure what they what they really can do. Those, so um, those beeps are throughout the whole, you know, the, the first you know two weeks of the of the uh, the bootleg series. Uh, you know, on the get back. <clears throat> I don't think they'll be you know taking that out. And then plus, I had heard that the rooftop, the whole rooftop's not going to be on there as well. So that's, that's a right. little surprising. But you know, then again, I'm sure you know that's going to be the highlight of the the Disney docu series. Yeah, yeah, know, that, so. that's a big draw for that. That's true. I think more people are going to be talking about the video, <laughs> right? Since yeah. we got we're getting six hours of that, that'll be just yeah. I'm way more like, excited for me personally. Yeah. Way more yeah. excited for the, but the I, video stuff. I think stuff. you've mentioned though, Ken, before it was like you asking us about the fact that this is coming out, you know, possibly a month before the you know the the docu series, and if if that's a big deal or not, you know. And I I think kind of it's it's kind of cool just because you know they've been sitting on this for a year now. You know, let's mm. let's get it out. I don't know if it necessarily needs to be out at the same time as the uh, as the film because lay hey, let's let's digest this and then you know and then in the month later we can digest the 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 show without doing both at the same time. Yeah, I agree. The one question that I do have, and I, I know a lot of Beatle fans are thinking this, is what about a DVD or Blu-ray? Right. Um, and I would think, you know, Disney's putting this out the end of November. Right. It's it's asking too much for it to be out before Christmas. Right. They're probably yeah. going to release it early next year, I would think. Right. Okay. So, um, but exciting news right there in the box set. We've heard October 15th for that, for Let It Be. News dropping today from Paul's company NPL concerning his upcoming book, The Lyrics, due out November the 2nd. It contains the words and the stories behind 154 of Paul's song lyrics that span his entire career. And it has, I'm very happy to say, a very healthy amount of solo material in there. Now, I counted, and I could be <laughs> off by one or two. But Andy's very happy. Andy Andy's was very okay, happy. Andy's oh, we're very all happy. happy. <laughs> we're all we're happy, happy on this program. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. 86 solo songs. I could be off by one or two. But some surprises would include from Paul's Liverpool Oratorio, yep. Ghosts of the Past Left Behind. Also from the Fireman's Electric Arguments, nothing too much, just out of sight. Now, I think that Paul was thinking about us on this show when he chose some of these songs much to joe's delight check my machine is in there i think he's got a fetish with that song yeah. he mentioned it uh in uh, it must McCartney be a fetish with her <laughs> i know and he does a great cover uh, too he's if you check his channel yeah i did a cover i did a cover and i gotta say cafe on the left bank is another for some reason i love that song and i'm always talking about it i wish he'd do that live i wish he would do this so i think that's a wish come true well you know one of the biggest moments of my life as a beatle fan was i happened to go to england the same time that paul did his mini acoustic tour 
and I was there at the main fiddler when he when he uh, did the two sets acoustic and electric. This was in preparation for unplugged, and I stood in this club for two hours, didn't move at all. We were all packed like sardines there. And one guy from behind me yelled out, cafe on the left bank. <laughs> and, Paul, and Paul gave this look like, who would ask for that? You know? Who would ask for that? And it wasn't well, me. Well, he's answering to that fan, I guess, in this book, because he's covering that song in there. Uh, one of Tom's favorites. He's thinking of Tom here, San Ferrian. Yes. I think, I was yeah, very I think happy you like that. that one too, Andy. Right? Yeah. Isn't that a favorite of yours? And just for Kit, reading <laughs> off volume two, Magneto and Titanium Man. Yes. Paul is sticking it to Kit O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Hey, listen. Why? Yeah. But, yeah. He, but he made I up love for it with song. Arrow Through Me. Right. He did Arrow Through okay, Me. I'm glad, I'm glad that he put that in there. I'm, I'm dear friend as well. Really happy that for that one. To be in there. Oh, there's a lot of surprises. Yeah, Golden yeah. Earth Girl. Uh, she's given up talking. Was a kind of a surprise too. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. I Not just hope yesterday. Surprise. Yesterday is, is yesterday in there though. That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> I want to know <laughs> how he wrote anybody that. Anybody thought yeah, you know that yesterday it? wasn't going to be in the book? Come on. You, you ruined it, Kit. You ruined it for me. <laughs> I wanted to read it. I spoiled it. If yesterday wasn't surprise, in that book, think, right? There'd be more talk about that than anything else. Uh, but the biggest surprise of all is a song we've never heard of. Right. It's called Tell Me Who He Is, which is an unreleased Beatles song. The press release says that the handwritten lyrics were discovered in one of Paul's notebooks, believed to be dated in the early 60s. Also in the book are early compositions, including I Lost My Little Girl. And in spite of all the danger, it takes you right through McCartney 3 with the kiss of venus women and wives and when winter comes and with this release the british library has announced that they will have an exhibit running from november 5th through march 13th displaying paul's handwritten lyrics revealing the process and people behind all the songs as if that wasn't enough ringo had his big announcement on august the 12th that he'll have another ep coming out this one called Change the World, which is due out September 24th, includes the new song and single Let's Change the World, which you can hear now on YouTube, written by Joseph Williams and Steve Lukather, both guys from Toto. The EP will come out on CD and cassette and for download and streaming. I know Joe, Joe was covering this on his uh, channel. He made a funny sound when he was talking about downloading and streaming. I don't know if he can would care to duplicate it here on the show. I remember um, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think uh, I do that now. will be. <laughs> so um, that will be a, with a cost of eleven ninety nine. The cassette is strictly a U.S. release for twelve ninety nine. Also, a ten inch vinyl is coming, but not until November the nineteenth. Okay, four songs. Let's change the world. Also, there's one, uh, just the way, a reggae song that he wrote with Bruce Sugar, his co-producer. Coming Undone with Linda Perry, former lead singer of Four Non Blondes, who's written songs for Christina Aguilera, Pink, and Gwen Stefani. Um, Ringo, oh no, Linda Perry does everything but drum and do vocals, because wow. that's all Ringo. And then there's Rock Around the Clock. He's covering the Bill Haley and his Comets classic. 
Okay, something more to look forward to from Ringo. The new September issue of the UK magazine Record Collector has a 14-page cover story on the newly expanded All Things Must Pass, written by Richie Unterberger. Richie interviewed Klaus Foreman, Bobby Whitlock, John Leckie, Paul Hicks, and Danny Harrison in his article. Okay, that's in Record Collector. And Danny shared the good news of the success of the new All Things Must Pass around the world with global stats. The album reached either number one or top 10 status on different charts in the US, UK, Sweden, Germany, Switzerland, France, Australia, Belgium, and the Netherlands. We can also be excited to tell you that All Things Must Pass is in fact re-entering Billboard's top 200 album charts at number seven for the week of August 21st. And it's also number one on Billboard's rock album charts. So this year of 2021, both George and Paul have scored number one albums on the rock album charts, Paul with McCartney 3 and McCartney 3 Imagined. Oh, Danny yeah. has, yeah, what a, what a great year right wow. there. Danny has teamed up with floral artist Ruth Davis to make a special art installation in the center of London that recreates all things must pass as iconic albums cover art. A video was just released that explains how the giant gnome garden came together with Davis creating larger than life figures based on two of the gnomes using different plant materials. The gnomes sit on a large circle of turf centered on an oversized stool and a pair of boots to represent George. Uh, Paul McCartney was a guest on Mick Ronson's music series on Apple TV called Watch the Sound. There is a song he contributed to from that series that you can hear on YouTube now that's called I Know Time Is Calling with the artist listed as Mark Ronson featuring Paul McCartney and Gary Newman. Remember Gary Newman? Here ours, in my ours, ours. <laughs> yeah. I bought Gary that Newman single. Sings. Yeah, it's a big hit. Yep. Love that song, love the sound on it. So uh, Gary sings the lead vocals and Paul plays the synthesizer part. I can also uh, be very happy to report that the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show Love returns to the Mirage Hotel in Las Vegas this Thursday. And since operating to rave reviews on June the 30th, 2006, Love has been performed to over 10 million audience members and has won three Grammy Awards. All right, I'm gonna cut back on the book news, but I will report one of them. The fine folks, I should say the fine guy, at the Beatles in print, together and solo, John Bazzini, has news of a few books coming out next year, one of which is called Dylan, Lennon, Marx, and God by John Stewart. It's not the John Stewart, but uh, it's due out February the 28th. Stewart is a guitarist for the British band Sleeper and The Wedding Present, and it's described as the first in-depth comparative study of two of the most iconic figures in pop music history. I will mention one other one, Top of the Mountain, The Beatles at Shea Stadium, 1965 by Laurie Jacobson, which is coming out next year on June the 1st. Few more news items and we'll be done. Just be patient. <laughs> Some good news coming from Julian Lennon on his Facebook page that his latest musical project, he's referring to it as that, not saying that it's an album, but he's been working with Greg Alexander of the New Radicals. Remember them? You get what sure. you give. Um, and Greg Darling, uh, who's uh, he's worked with on his last two albums, to finish up the last unfinished song for his project, which has a January 22nd release date. Julian says, it was a tough ride at times, 
but we got there. Now, every now and then a Beatles song is used in a TV commercial, the latest of which is Hello Goodbye, which is in a current commercial for Mercari.com, where they all sell items for the home marketplace. And we note the passings of two big music figures. First, a member of one of the biggest influences on the Beatles, there's Don Everly, one half of the Everly brothers. The Beatles were heavily influenced by their harmonies and Paul McCartney was once quoted as saying, when John and I first started writing songs, I was Phil and he was Don. According to Mark Lewison's book, The Beatles Live, the group used to perform the Everly's number one hit, Kathy's Clown, the year the song was a hit, and that was in 1960. The following year, the Beatles covered their song, So How Come No One Loves Me, which they also recorded for BBC Radio. Paul McCartney made reference to the brothers and the lyrics of the Wings hit, Let Him In, where he sang the names Phil and Don. And in 1984, Paul helped the duo out for their comeback album, EB84, by writing a song that was tailor-made for the Everly's harmonies on the wings of a nightingale. And Dave Edmonds produced the song and their album. And let us not forget that George Harrison covered the Everly's first big hit, Bye Bye Love, on his Dark Horse album. And the song that was a hit for the Everly's and others, Let It Be Me, which appeared on the compilation of Early Takes Volume 1. Now, Phil Everly died in 2014. And now, sadly, both brothers are gone. And Don Everly was 84. Anybody I just, want to comment? Yeah, I, I, this, this one, I, I mean, even though, as you said, Phil had passed, you know, years ago, so they obviously hadn't performed together in, in quite some time, but um, wow, I mean, this is a big piece of rock history gone. Um, I, I just, their harmonies are, are just peerless, um, right. their songs, and their songs still astound today i mean those mm. those harmonies are just were, were just so flawless and uh and you can see uh and and hear uh how they influenced um you know as you said not only the beatles but you know simon and garfunkel and, and yeah. so many other artists and um i posted on my facebook page um a clip from their reunion concert i think it was in 83 of of them doing let it be mm. me and yeah. it just brings you to tears um, you know, I mean, just how even after all those years, I mean, their harmonies were still just on point. You could just see them looking at each other. And I know they famously fought and, and, uh -huh. and you know, but you could just see them looking at each other and thinking, you know, man, you know, we, we, there's just when those two got together and sang, there was just nothing like it. And, and also a friend of a good friend of all of ours and our show, Al Sussman, hmm. noted that. Now I think Jerry Lee Lewis is is last of wow. that I think generation that's so. still still with us. That's crazy to believe. That's just wow. I was thinking the Everly Brothers, right? They're forever immortalized in the song uh, "Let Him In," right? Phil and Don. Phil and Don. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, as a kid, as a kid, I used to think was Stiller and Dawn. <laughs> I, I think uh, you know. I think also Bert Park says that. If you ever saw. <laughs> Bert Parks on YouTube. You have to see this. It's a laugh. Uh, Him singing uh, uh, the Miss America pageant. He's doing a version of Let Him In. And he says it's Stiller, Stiller and Dawn. So <laughs> he must have thought wow. I wasn't you know, He must have thought so too. But then the, the Beatles, I remember hearing somewhere, don't know if it's true or not, that for a while they thought they called themselves the Four Everly Brothers. 
I don't know if that's true or not. I, very early on, um, uh, some show I heard that, but whether that was just an old wives' tale or something, I don't know. I hadn't heard anywhere else, but they really mm-hmm. obviously uh, patterned the, themselves after them and really looked up looked up to them. Absolutely. When it comes to harmonies, they were very influenced by the Everly's. I feel very fortunate that many years ago, Simon and Garfunkel did a tour together and the Everly's opened for them. And I went to see that show. It was a brief set. I wish it had gone on longer What the Everly's did. And then they came on together at the end and did, I think, Bye Bye Love. Andy, were you there for that? You're nodding your head. Were you there? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. And I always remember, and I said this when Phil passed away, in New York on WABC, which was the number one top 40 radio station. And one of the legendary DJs, Ron Lundy, who passed away quite a while ago, he was asked to comment what he thought of the Beatles when he, when he heard them. And he said, I thought they sounded like three Everly Brothers. <laughs> so yeah. he picked up on that. And I'm sure a lot of people did as well. Yeah. So. Our friend Tom Green notes in the comments, Dion. Is, is still with us so that yeah, is that's also, true oh. that's true that's yeah, true sure yeah. so Only dion is great but not yeah. many left that's yeah. true all yeah. right and uh and with that we also mourn the loss of country music legend tom t hall best known for having written the song harper valley pta which was the number one hit for Jeannie c riley in 1968 hall had many country hits the one that crossed over into the pop charts in 1973 called I Love. His connection in the Beatle world is that he sang with Johnny Cash and Paul McCartney for their collaboration, New Moon Over Jamaica, which appeared on Cash's album, Water from the Wells of Home in 1988. And all three of them ended up sharing the songwriting credit. Tom T. Hall was 85. Wow. So, yeah. And um, we're just going to end on a happy note here. Let's do that. Good. Yes. <laughs> we wish a happy 70th birthday to Mark Hudson, mm. known among Beatle fans for his great work with Ringo, co-producing many of his albums, Vertical Man, Ringo Rama, uh, Choose Love, I Want to Be Santa Claus, also for his years in the Hudson Brothers and producing Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Aerosmith, and of course, there's Hanson. Okay, mm. so uh, happy 70th to you, Mark, and thanks for all the great music. Okay. Thank you, Ken. All right. And that is the news, folks. And now we're going to go on with our main topic, All Things Must Pass, or specifically the 50th anniversary uh, reissue of uh, All Things Must Pass. Of course, this was redone also in 2020. No, uh, excuse me. No, this is 2020. I'm thinking of the 20 year anniversary of George doing it in 2000, more or less like that. Uh, is that 30th? 30th. I'm all right, folks. 2001. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's only water, folks. Right. I get. I got it. I, I should have wrote that down. Yes. Anyway, George a Harrison did, did, did a, a remaster, and uh, I think he said he was tempted to want to remix it the thing but didn't do it um and uh, let's, we're going to be talking a little bit about that i'm sure as it goes on with the discussion because um I, I i refer to this as controversial and what i mean by that is this new release uh from my experience talking to different fans and on my channel and getting comments and personal friends and so on it's split. Some people are enjoying the new remix, and some people don't really care for it. Some people have favorites that they like uh, from the old 
1970 uh, release, and uh, maybe this particular one, some they prefer here, and there's a mixed bag. So it's all over the place, really. Um, before I go around, uh, I just want to tell you, you know, what I think, uh, both of the old and the new. Now, I, I've always liked the album a lot, you know, Things Must Pass, of course. And uh, sometimes I, I consider it the best of all solo Beatles albums, which is hard to figure out because I like so many. But uh, I could see why uh, that's so big and why I personally kind of gravitate to that when I'm listing them and stuff, if I do. Um, but I, I, I am a fan of Phil Spector's work. You know, I like when he 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 does uh, things with the Ronettes. When he did uh, "Be My Baby" and the the Wall of Sound, for the most part, I like it. I like that kind of reverby AM kind of thing that he kind of did for AM radio. Uh, and of course, when he worked with the the other Beatles, uh, with John, you know, stuff like uh, uh, the single "Instant Karma" and so on. I I, I like all of it, um, and a lot of the original "All Things Must Pass" release, I I enjoy. I, I still do, but I was one of those people that did feel on that particular release. I thought some of the songs were a little too drenched in the wall of sound for me. It would be stuff like "Wah Wah," "Waiting on You All," uh, "Art of Dying," "Hear Me Lord." Those are some that come to mind with me. So I was anxious for a long time when people would talk about, "Oh, what if they ever put this out for an anniversary again?" and somehow quote despectorized it. Well, the first thing is you. From what I understand, you can't really do that because the way the way it was uh, engineered and everything, it's kind of baked in to it. So you can't really separate everything. Um, and then I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. If they could ever do that, would it actually still be all things must pass? Right. It's the way we know mm -hmm. it for all these decades. You know, it's going to wouldn't be itself. Well, having said all this, and if any of you watched on my channel, I did a, a, a review in detail i'll just say for me um as much as i appreciate and enjoy the original version i really loved loved this uh this remix by paul hicks with uh, danny harrison's you know help um I, I just i like paul hicks in general a lot of what he does i like what he did with imagine and plastic ono band and stuff i i, I like what he does for the most part and uh, I, for me, I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I have some reservations. We could, we could talk as we go on about tracks, things we miss, maybe, or things that were different. Um, but overall, I, I said to myself, having played it several times, I said, you know, I think this is my go-to version. And, and I don't say that about everything. Uh, some of the Beatles releases by Giles Martin, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, Giles Martin, for example, his Pepper uh, 2017 version would be a go-to now for me, but I wouldn't say that for the White Album or Abbey Road personally. So for me to say that is is kind of a big thing for me. So uh, that, that's that's my feeling on that. But I thought I'd go around and I'd first ask all of you. Uh, first of all, let's start with your general feelings on the album. All things must pass, specifically the original 1970 version and uh, the involvement of Phil Spector. So I think uh, what I'm going to do is let me start first with uh, Tom, and then if Andy wants to, you know, join in, you know, please do. Okay. Well, uh, so, you know, this must pass is 
uh, arguably, uh, you know, the, the best of the solo albums, you know, we, we, whenever we see a list of, you know, the greatest solo records, you know, that's usually one or two all the time. And I, and I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I think that all things must pass is a, is a brilliant record. Um, I mean, just about every song in my book is, is, a, is classic or gold or however you want to describe it. Um, you know, Phil Spector's uh, production, you know, you know, we, we, we know that, you know, what he brought to the table. And then, you know, and then when he left, you know, George continued that and it was, you know, so he must've really liked what he was doing or George wouldn't have, you know, continued, you know, working in that, in that way. So, you know, the record has always been, I've listened to it so much, so much over the years. And I just feel like the, 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 the original is just like embedded in my brain. And it's just, you know, saying, so, you know, and then you're going to hear it in a whole different way, kind of, you know, with this remix, you know, so I was kind of skeptical at first, excited, you know, to see what they were going to do and see what they, you know, what they bring up and take down and whatnot. But, uh, you know, excited to, to do that. But the, for me, you know, the original is just always going to be, um, you know, my, my go-to. Okay. Uh, Andy, how Andy about, uh, your thoughts? I'll just chime in real quick. Just, uh, um, yeah, I know Joe, I kind of agree with what you were saying. Um, I think this, this remix is my go-to now for this record. Um, I love the Phil Spector wall of sound production. Give me more of it. I would take more, throw more. I love all that stuff. And Ken, you guys talked about this last week when you had um, Ken and Jason on. This is, he gets blamed for a lot of that stuff, okay? But it was really a Ken Scott and George thing, you know, with a lot of that production. And, and again, Ken, you brought this up. You know, people like that. The record did well in 1970, 71 mm -hmm. because of that. So there's some truth to what you say to that. So... The kind of uh, let's kind of just despectorize it and kind of break it down. I I never really ascribed to any of that stuff. Love the record as it is, but the remix and the all the nuances that you hear now in this um, are just tremendous. And it's easy to say it's everybody's favorite George album. I mean, because it's you know <laughs> he didn't do much much better, you know. So it's a, it's just a, it's a great release. The the two thousand and one was was okay, but it just you know there wasn't really much added to it other than a couple bonus tracks. So um this one this this one here in 2021 is i mean this is this is it for me so i'm very happy with it interesting okay uh so thank you uh, andy now uh uh kit let's go over to you uh well first of all basically talking about the the older one you know first then we can go into the newer one yeah um well i mean i i love this album um it's it's a you know, very personal to me. I mean, the first time I heard it, even when I was a teenager, um, I loved this this album. Um, it's it just has such beauty to it, um, and and such uh, you know messages that are that are universal. I mean, they can appeal to anybody. Um, you know, we've talked about it so many times that the lyrics can be spiritual. They can be you know romantic. They can be you know you can apply them to to whatever your situation is um the musicianship is just second to none um you know george was was just at the top of his game uh, you know his voice was incredible um you know it's it's just there really isn't a bad track on on this album and and to me you know as i've listened to it over the years it's just i've appreciated it more and more um but uh the thing that you know, did bother me from, you know, the moment I stuck, 
started listening to it is, yeah, to me, some of the production was a little overdone uh, for me. Now, I used to be, I used to be really hard on Phil Spector. I mean, I used to really put down his production and say he totally overdid it. Over the years, I've, I've mellowed out a bit on, on Phil Spector. I've, I've understood him a bit more uh, and, and grown to appreciate the wall of sound uh, and, and what he accomplished and, and uh, the influence he had on, on others. So I've, I've grown to appreciate his approach a lot more. But uh, as, as you were saying, Joe, on certain cuts like Wawa, um, I, I thought- The favorite was, of ours. Which I love Wawa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that song. Um, but there were times where I, I couldn't under, you know, even understand what George was saying because he was so buried, you know, mm. to me, his voice was so buried in the mix. Mm. Uh, and there were a few other songs like that or it would sound kind of muddy. Um, right. And so, you know, that's why we'll, we'll go more into it in a second. But that was something that on some of the remixes here, I thought, my God, I can finally understand what he's saying. <laughs> you know, That's I can it. really yeah. hear it, yeah. um, and and that was that was great. You know, so so overall, I mean, it and and as you said, Tom, you know, listening to it, we're so used to the original that yeah. you know it is hard to kind of be objective with these remixes at times uh, you know because right. you're just so used to particular things that mm. you know you're waiting for them. But um, so I I love. The original i'm i'm you know that's what we all yeah you know, grew up on uh that's what that was the hit that was the big exactly the big, the big record yeah yeah absolutely okay ken how about you well i think all things must pass is one of the greatest albums ever made by any artist um and the one thing i think and kit was talking about this um a lot of George's music you don't get when you're younger. <laughs> his philosophical stuff, his spiritual stuff, you appreciate a lot more. You can relate to it more as you get older. And I think for that reason, you know, a lot of fans, as, as they've gotten older, a lot of Beatle fans and George fans have come to really appreciate works of his that maybe they overlooked. Um, you can debate all you want about what the, the greatest solo Beatle album is of all time. I have no problem with anybody saying all things must pass because as I've often said, the only thing better than one great album are two great albums. <laughs> and when you've got two studio albums of great material, plus you got the Apple Jam, which is a bonus. It's kind of hard to, to uh, not place it at number one, but living in the material world is my favorite album of all time from any artist and the songs that are on there speak to me more and i think they were even more deeply personal songs of george's like you know be here now and who can see it and the light that has lighted the world and those songs but um and i have always loved phil Spector's production on all things must pass i think it is a masterpiece I, there's very little that i would change about that album at all but like you kit and also with the, some of our viewers there are times when you have to struggle to hear George's voice, like especially in the chorus of uh, Waiting on You All. Mm. And this was the first time I ever heard the, um, when the, while the Pope owns 51% of General Motors, right. clearly in the mix, yes, you right. know, all these years, I couldn't make out what was being said and it wasn't even in the lyrics. I was um, going to say that, you know, Ken, excuse me for a minute, because somebody pointed out, somebody said, oh, in the new version, they didn't put the lyrics. And they said, no, in the old version, it wasn't in there either. And I was wondering if that was a controversial reason that it was omitted. 
which probably was the reason. Oh, yeah. Or is it because they could never understand what the heck was being said in there? No, I think that but was I on think... purpose that they took those yeah. lyrics out. Maybe, yeah, yeah probably. I'm not sure that that's very possible. But there are those moments once in a while when when you wish George's vocals were pushed up a little bit. Mm. But, um, you know, uh, the new mix, there are times when I like certain. So I think the softer songs benefit a lot. Yes. Behind that locked door, I think there's like a it's either an organ or a harmonium that you hear. And, and it's mm -hmm. just a light touch that's added to it that I like a lot. You hear yeah, let's go right the, let's go right into it let's go into mm -hmm. yeah, since you're going in, let's go into it but, yeah, but let me just say as a general statement i didn't like when the wall of sound was pushed down on mm -hmm. certain songs like right. wah wah it Same was here. like dampened there i didn't like that i think it took the power away from those songs let it down especially that's mm -hmm. a song that man it's like balls to the wall when, when yep. it starts off yeah. You, you play the 2001 remaster, it's so loud and it's great the way it is. You don't want to take away anything from that. Not that I don't want to hear more of George's vocal, but still you want the overall feel and the full dynamics of you know all the instrumentation. I think a lot of work was put behind that. Yeah. And um, so I think the softer songs, the Apple Scruffs, um, I'd have you anytime if not for you, those might sound a little bit better, but still, it's very tough for me to ever say a new remix is better than the original mm -hmm. when to me this is as close to perfect an album as you can get in terms of song quality and production. Well, one thing I wanted to, to, to touch on when you uh, the, before I was to forget this, because that as often happens, when you said about the wall of sound being taken down, one of the things that I, in my opinion, to my ears that I liked about this was even though I loved what they did with Wawa. I love the, to me, it's vastly improved. However, um, I still think it retained a bit of like a wall of sound, not as dominant as always, but as I say, you couldn't really rub that out anyway, if you wanted to, I think that's part inherent in, in the material. So I still felt there was that feeling of, of the wall of sound, just not as powerful. I still got that out of the songs like that and awaiting on you all and so forth. But uh, and I, I've said this so many times. One of the things I was tickled pink over a little thing is like I'm enjoying this song. I'm listening to Wawa. I'm, I'm hearing George's voice up, up front, really getting off on it. And then all of a sudden at the end, as he's singing, he goes, baby, 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 you don't have to do whatever he sings. Hear me sigh. I'm like, whoa, is that I never heard that before in my life. That mm -hmm. got me so excited. I thought, wow, it's so cool. I, I mean, I know he was saying something you know uh, all these decades well you maybe was like well it could be well 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or what i don't know what he was saying so i love little touches like that and i thought that mm -hmm. they were so cool to hear him say that although uh yeah i, I still hear the instruments a lot of people were saying oh uh, they think that some of the instruments are muddy now where you can't hear them uh, i mean i don't know um i i didn't hear it like that but yeah. just wanted to interject okay. that yeah, can I just add something? Because you, you're talking about, you know, the wall of sound and all. The way I understand it, all the instrumentation, it was mixed a certain way, and it's baked that way. Yeah. You know, it was mixed down. That you can't change. You can lower it in this right. remix, but what you can do is play with the reverb. And so you'll notice that George's lead vocals, that it sounds dry, whereas you're used to hearing reverb before. And even something like, well, at least to my ears, like I'd have you any time, which starts off with Eric Clapton's lead guitar work, 
I, I don't feel the reverb there. It's like, you know, it's a drier sound. Some people like that. Some people think that's a cleaner sound and they prefer that. So that's where you can play with this. You can play with the overall balance in the mix and you can push the wall of sound stuff down and bring George's vocals up and remove reverb in certain instances. Reverb. But you, but you, but you can't do anything with the full band and the full right. mix, you know. All right. So uh, following that, we're well into, you know, the new mix, talking about the 2020 version. Uh, Kit, what, what's some of your feelings about it? The new mix, you know, maybe pros, cons, sure. standouts. Well, you know, songs I that would... stand out, that don't, songs that don't. Yeah. You know, um, in. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with what you said, Ken, that some of the softer songs actually benefited Definitely. more. Um, you know, I thought if not for you, uh, I, I, you know, thought I liked that mix a lot. Um, it almost sounded like it could have been recorded today. I mean, mm. it was almost like, wow, this is 50 years old. I mean, it's kind of hard to believe, uh, you know, the piano sounded, you know, clearer George's voice sounded, you know, was up front. It was beautiful, bright. Uh, the drums sounded crisp. It was, it was just, uh, you know, beautiful. I thought, uh, same with behind that locked door. I, I thought that, uh, you know, sounded like it could have been recorded. Uh, now uh, you could really hear, uh, Joe, you were talking about, you know, the instruments that you could really hear them. I thought it was another, you know, hearing that remix is another example of how, you know, there were just so many incredible musicians on this record and you could just hear how they you know, of course, all musicians work together, but I mean, you could really hear it on this mm. mix that they were just these superior musicians that that got together and, and were, were just, um, you know, they, they just each just worked so, so incredibly to to realize George's vision, you know, I mean, and and uh, and and George was I mean, sure, he was the leader of this project, but I think he also was part of the band you know and then mm. you could really hear it uh run of the mill i like that a lot mm. too you can hear the lyrics so much better yeah. i mean that was another example um and uh you know uh, i liked uh the horns on this track that was that was a downside <laughs> to me on some of the mixes that i thought the horns could have been brought up a little yeah. bit more like on wawa I the first those... time I heard Wawa, because that's one of the parts I like, when I, when I first hear that to come in, I thought, oh, you know, because sometimes on these mixes, you gain like voice or something, and then you'll lose something. That's, exactly. like, oh, that's gone. But then you'll hear something else. It was a guitar. Like on What Is Life, I heard more mm. guitar, you know. Yep. I'm like, you gain something and you lose something. It's like, you know, this. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, but, then, but then in subsequent listens, I, I said, oh, there they are. I hear the horns on Wawa now, you know. And I yeah. played the vinyl, which to me sounded better even than the CD. So I don't, you know. No, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, because like, because there's, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Because like, let it down. I love the drums on that. I thought the drums mm. sounded so round, you know, rounded, three dimensional, you know, really oh. rich. But then again, I was like, gee, I'd love to hear those horns, you know, a little, little bit more. Uh, uh, Beware of darkness. Love the mix on that. You again, you could really hear um, his, uh, you know. Again, the, the lyrics, you could hear that, you know, the keyboards, um, the, the, I think it was, an, or maybe it was an organ. Um, you know, again, you could, you could really hear the, the, 
you know, the, the subtle drum fills on that too. I mean, this, you know, stuff uh, like the, I really liked, I, and I think you mentioned this, Ken, the a remix on Apple Scruffs. Uh-huh. And this was one oh, case. Yeah, I, this was one case where I liked that they turned the reverb down a little bit. Um, you know, I thought the original had a little too much reverb for my taste, so I like mm. that. I did love, and, and somebody mentioned in the comments, and I, I apologize, I, I can't scroll back too far to see who it was, that I did love benefited a lot from the remix, and I have to agree. Um, yes. that, that, yeah. was a, that was a highlight for me as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was another case. There were like uh, Art of Dying was another one that I thought I, I could have had those horns up front. All up things a little must, more. <laughs> yeah, a little more up front. All Things Must Pass was a little bit of a disappointment for me in terms of I thought George's voice was a little too up front in, in mm. that mix. Because, um, I mean, I love that song, obviously. But, uh, and I remember when they released that before the box set came out i think they yeah. released that as a preview and i i thought gosh i i think that his voice is a little too prominent i would have you could even hear it. hear his voice in the let i think ken alluded to this too once before because i agreed with him on this i think one of the la- later times he sings on all things must pass you hear a little bit yeah. more extension of his voice yeah. than you ever heard before yeah, uh, and and that I thought I don't know I, I that that kind of distracted me. I just thought it was just too in your face. I, I mean, right. I would have liked that to you know. So I have little quibbles on right. on some yeah, of them, yeah. but there were a lot of standouts that I I thought well, wow I really hear it a different way now. Yeah, before I get to to, to Tom down there, I just want to say that uh, you know my sweet lord, uh, well, this is probably a whole topic in itself. A lot of people didn't like. Knew my sweet lord, but what uh, the reason I'm bringing it up now is I really like the sound of it. But the one thing that when you say there's some little quibbles you can have is when the drums first, the first hint you get of the drums kicking in, I thought, oh, it doesn't sound as I was really enjoying it, and I'm like, ah, oh, the drums aren't just aren't as intense Ballsy. in that part. Yeah, so that was a disappointment. Although I I did love the overall feel, otherwise of it, other than that. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Um, so Tom, how about you? As far as like uh, new remix, what you thought yeah. in general? Maybe some standouts or, or lacking. Right. Yeah, you know, this was definitely. You know, I, I played this, and then I played the, you know, the the past, um, you know, versions, and and this is definitely not as loud as as past, uh, you know, versions. I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, a little calmer in in a way. That, I mean, that's that's almost good in a way because then you now you're almost hearing all the instruments as, as you know on an even teal um you know things where you might not have heard as well because of the how loud you know the beginning of let it down is now it's a little lower and you can kind of hear everything in in a way uh to my ears especially when i was listening to it on headphones um you know Again, I, I just sound like a broken record when it comes to these last three remixes with the two John Lennon ones and this one just Klaus is coming off like a genius in, into my ears. Um, you know, before I never really could hear, um, you know, his bass and now I, I, I hear his bass a little more clearly. Uh, I think that was a standout for me. Um, you know, I love I'm a big Pete Drake fan and his pedal steel guitar came came through a little bit more clear on on some of these tracks and and I'm like that, you know, that's fine 
fine with me, <laughs> you know. Um, and you guys alluded to, you know, George's vocals. Yeah, they're they're out front, you know, and some of them work, some of them, you know, maybe not so much. But you know, his passion, you know, really came through on "Hear Me, Lord." I think a little bit better than maybe uh, past mixes. But um, agreed. You know, I remember Danny Harrison was on. Um, uh, Conan O'Brien to promote the uh, the uh, George, you know, the Apple Years uh, mm. box set, and he was doing Ballad of Sir Frankie Chris, Let It Roll, and mm. I'm going. Then I hear Oh Sir Frankie Chris, and I'm going, What the hell is that? I don't remember. <laughs> hey. So so I go back to yeah. the, my old CD, and it's you you finally you hear it really faintly, yeah. and mm. then now it's it's just right out in front, and it just <laughs> like punches you in the face yeah, now here, yeah. and, I, and I think it's kind of cool, a little creepy, but but cool, you know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I really, I really dig that. I think some of Clapton's guitar uh, work came out a little bit. Um, there's run of the mill. You hear a little uh, bad George's backing vocal a little bit better on this one. I thought um, while I was listening to him on headphones, um, the side guitar on "If Not for You" I thought was was really nice. Um, count up a little bit, but for the most part, I mean, I was a little worried at first because I first listened to this the mix in my car and it just wasn't jiving with me you know but then listen to it through headphones which is my preferred way of listening to music these days and you know and i i enjoyed it a lot more you know because then i could really see what they were doing with the instrumentations you know what they brought up what they took down and yes the horns unfortunately um on some stuff just wasn't uh um, you know, they, they guess they just didn't have the love for the horns. Like, uh, there's know. a war against horns. I tell you, I don't know what it is. <laughs> give us horns. That's yeah, exactly, exactly. I want him to hit that high note. I don't yeah. care what it takes. But I mean, but Maybe. I mean, the biggest part. I mean, again, that you know, that old Sir Frankie Chris from Mel. I mean, it just was just like wow. <laughs> you know, I was really just uh, shocked by that, and um, I I loved it. I I loved it. You know, so I mean, for all in all, I mean, for the most part, I did enjoy it. Um, you know, Wawa didn't feel as ballsy as the, you know, as the original does on that beginning of Let It Down. And I agree with you, Ken, on the on the the, the softer tracks. Um, the, you know, George's vocals, I think, are beautiful. You know, with with those um, with those softer songs, and they really shine. I think, and yeah, and then you know, if you were kind of um, skeptical on some lyrics. And if you weren't never looked at the lyric sheet, mm. you can definitely understand what he's saying, you know, a little bit better this time around. So for the most part, I, I enjoy it. Um, I'm still sticking with the the original as my go to, but I will yeah. I will visit this from time to time for sure. Yeah. Now, now, this three, four and five, that's a whole different story. I'll cherish those for the rest of my yeah. life. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was wondering, I guess this is as good a time as any to bring it up. But I always think like this. I'm like, now what if we had this new mix for 50 years? First, right. Exactly. And then all of a sudden they give us the 2020. Right. Could you imagine? I can imagine a lot of people like, what happened? Right. It's like soup on it. They poured chocolate fudge on it or something. A lot of it. I think if I, it was reverse, we would be talking more in favor of it. And you know, rather than mixed reviews that we're getting now, I think more people would love if this was all yeah. reversed. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, then they add the you know the brought up the Spectre wall of sound. You know what I mean? Well, unfortunately, it wasn't done that way. I mean, right, the exactly. public would right. love it. But you are, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you are in that chair, Blanche. Right. You're, as they say <laughs> in that movie. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't 
you can't argue with it. It's true. It's true what you say. I, I do think a lot of the opinions and negative opinions, not all, but a lot are because of what people are used to from what I've come across. And I myself, I'm usually a purist. Most of the time I'm with almost anything, whether it's a movie reboot or whether it's a, an album remix, I say, leave, leave it alone. That's how it was done. That's what it, how it was intended. But, but I think that the fact that George kind of expressed at least late in life, if nothing else, that he wasn't that thrilled with that sound uh, quality. Kinda that may be blessing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in a way, I feel a little better about it in that way. Anyway, um, now, um, Let's see. Uh, well, Andy, you, you were talking about. Uh, if you have any like specific tracks you want to talk about, because you were talking, you like you like the remix. Overall, yeah. Um, uh, if not for you, I mean, we've all kind of checked the same boxes because the whole thing is. Just, yeah. I mean, if not for you, behind that locked door, yeah, front of the songs, mill, yeah. those are some standouts for sure for me. Um, but there's one takeaway that I can think that the, the with the remix for all this music. I think is that it, it can it breathes easier now for better or for worse in some cases as you guys have pointed out sometimes the horns are lower on some tracks my, and i've listened to it a few times since i got i got it a few weeks sooner than a certain someone here to my left who was still butthurt about it <laughs> i just i think it, I, I, <laughs> I just think that the, the my overall take is that the music is can breathe easier now where the yeah, friend, I think for the most part, it's a good thing. In some cases, as you've all pointed out, there's little things that are, it's it's not, you know, like on Wawa, you know, but to, like Tom said, you know, let it roll with Sir Frankie Crisp. I I didn't even know that it existed in the previous mix because I couldn't Me really <laughs> hear it. Did you, did yeah, you, yeah. you can or no? I, I, no? I never heard it that clearly. Absolutely. Nobody did. No, okay, so it wasn't just me. No, no. Right, no. right. I was in my living room cranking it, and I'm like, "What the hell is that coming out of the speakers?" <laughs> so that was a that That's was a great true. revelation, and um, yeah, but, um, everything, uh, the, the drums on um, uh, "Art of Dying," you know, and uh, and let you know, let it down. You know, those those are little small things, but overall, it's just you know, it's it's an incredible box. And I mean, listen, I didn't realize there was a lot of mixed reviews. I thought for the most part. People thought it was okay. Um, well, that's interesting too. I mean, I'm just yeah, I'm going by my experience. What what do you, the rest of the rest of you have you come across mixed reviews or mostly positive or negative? Mixed. It's mixed, but in it's the beginning mixed. everything was negative. Facebook. What yeah. I was observing. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah. negative. I was like, oh my god, don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. I said, no, no. Yeah, um, I do agree with Kid on the on the. Um, he sounds a little bit too much brought up on the All Things Must Pass title track, like a little yes. bit too much, exactly. you know. Yeah. I do definitely agree with you on that. Maybe the fifth, but I mean, those are small. I mean, on the overall scale, I think it's a, it's a wonderful job that Hicks and Danny have done with this. So, you know, it, small like I said, details. It, yeah. yeah. Small details. And for me, like Tom, Tom wants small to keep details. The, the standard one as his go-to. I'll stick with this. Those are different strokes, you know. Hmm. All I right. think it, so I think we, it's important what what yeah. Tom said though about headphones. I found the same thing. I appreciated it a lot more when I listened on headphones. Yeah. Oh, and you know, difference. has anybody heard the Blu-ray? I didn't play the no. Blu-ray no. honestly because that's yet. supposed to be magnificent. I, I haven't I haven't heard it yet. Um, yeah, I got Tom. the I got my box the the crate I should say the day before Andy and Ethan arrived, so I didn't really have time to, uh. to really. To give it the attention that I really wanted to, um, because I wasn't going to listen to it on YouTube after paying all that money for the crate. You know what I mean? I want to listen to the crate. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. 
And you want to get it pretty early when you have a show like this to do. Oh, too. Absolutely. You want to try to yeah. drink it all in, have a couple yeah. of weeks or whatever to, to, to drink it all in. Yes. So um, I, I, I think uh, an interesting topic would be uh, some of the bonus material. Well, let's get with Ken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Ken first. Oh, do we do Ken? I'm no, sorry. I forgot Ken Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he started Ken with the remake. Michaels. Me and Billy Preston. Were... Yeah. No, no. We, I thought you just said one song. I thought you just said one song. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you have like standouts or ones well, that are a little disappointing. I'm glad I think it mentioned I Dig Love because Ringo's drums sound fantastic, and that is Ringo playing it. And I never heard it that clear before. And it bounces around in this the different speakers. Um, and by the way, because uh, I think I mentioned this before, when it came to the Give Me Some Truth compilation, I didn't want to say anything at first because I listened in this room. Um, with this stereo that I have here, and I was not at all pleased with what I heard. And oh no, it's the exact opposite. I'm getting this confused. I listened in the car first, mm -hmm. and it Perfect. sounded really bland, and there was right. no dynamic range or anything. And then I listened here in this room, and it was like night and day, and I really loved it. So when I listened first to All Things Must Pass, the remix I did it in this room, was not impressed. And then I listened in the car, and then I heard the subtle differences. Oh, wow. So oh. much more. So a <laughs> lot depends on what stereo you're listening to. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Um, I Dig Love was really impressive for me. And like I said, the softer songs, Apple Scruffs, in a way, removing the reverb, and you heard all the backing vocals, which is all George, by the way. Yeah. Just like um, My Sweet Lord. Imagine all the work that he poured into My Sweet Lord with his backing vocals and same thing with apple scruffs you hear the backing vocals so clear reminding me in some ways of revolution number one the remix in the car i'm hearing you know john paul and george and their different vocals like they're isolated but you can hear them all together so it sounded much clearer um yeah the softer songs i like but the the louder ones i think did not benefit from this mix for me the songs like My Sweet Lord, What Is Life does not have the same balls mm -hmm. to it. You know, the songs that have a lot of horns where the horns are really important and it's so important in What Is Life, it's brought down, doesn't right. have the same, the same presence. Um, so there's good and there's bad. And um, I like to keep myself open-minded so that I can listen to this again in the future and maybe I'll like it more, but I never had a problem with the original to begin with. So, and then another thing that, that we don't say often enough is that George Harrison had the final say <laughs> in the 1970 mix. So whether he didn't agree with some things that Phil Spector did then, and we talked about this on things we said today just now, and it's not like there was an absolute deadline. You know, every decision that was made, George was involved with the overdubbing towards the end. So he approved everything the way that it was. And even though you can go back to right before he passed away and he talked about reverb like he did and maybe it was too much of it. If he was alive today, you don't know what he would be thinking. You know, he could have a different opinion. He might say, you know, the original was the best. Yeah. You just don't know. Same thing with John. You know, we can't I, just. Yeah, good. I'm curious if he had a discussion with Danny about what he would do differently with with all things must pass, um, you know, while they were working on the 30th anniversary, you know what I mean? And mm. for like, you know, some kind of future release. Um, I'm curious if they had that, that had a discussion like that. Mm. Okay, it's that's a good question. Don't know. 
Um, I would assume so. I mean, only because they he, he was so particular about brainwashing and everything. I right. yeah. I could see him doing that, but we don't know. Right. It's not revealed yet, right? So does okay. Mean, uh, does that mean because yes. since you brought up brainwashed, because he told Jeff Lynn right. and Danny not to make it as posh, right? Like Cloud Nine. Would he have preferred Cloud Nine with less uh, Jeff Lynn production? <laughs> See, there's a question to bring up. Mm, that's an interesting one. Mm. That's another show, isn't it? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> topic. Well, um, I think we maybe now get into some of the bonus material. Um, so uh, I have my notes here, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to say much right now. I'm going to start with Kit. Uh, on this, you know, so let's talk about the, some of the bonus material. What you thought of the, the, the highlights? But if we go with the first disc, it was the the, the day one uh, demos, right? And the day two demos, the first things that we will talk about. And then session outtakes and jams. Well, what, what do you think? Okay, do you have like uh, some of the demos that uh, you like or I'll stuff? I'll tell with you. you, this this was worth the price of admission alone. I mean, this stuff was incredible uh, i mean this could have been an album in itself i mean you know he could have taken mm. a lot of the stuff and, and this could have been the album um it, it was such a, a a treat to to hear uh these these early versions that we've heard some of this before but still, um, I mean, just wonderful. Um, again, his voice, I mean, even though these were, these were demos, I mean, some of his vocals on here were, were just amazing. Um, you know, I loved uh, I've Lived For You. Ta I mean, take one. Yeah. That was take mm. one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always wish that, 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 isn't it a pity version two? I love isn't it a pity version one? Yes. I just wish mm. they could have put I Live For You or something on the place of... Right. It, of uh you know version two or something yeah, yeah that's what i've been it, saying yep, yep. exactly yeah. um i mean his vocals are are as good on that as they were on the final version um what is yeah what is life take three i thought that was fascinating uh it had kind of a country rock flavor to it um you know it had it was sort of a you know, it was a great version. I mean, very different, but, you know, joyous in its own way. Uh, you could really hear in, in George's voice, he sounded so upbeat singing it. Like he just, you know, and, um, and Klaus Vorman's bass playing, like you were saying, uh, Tom, I mean, just, a, he was such a good bass player. I mean, really underrated, um, you know, and he, you can hear some, some great bass on here. Um, and of course, Ringo, I mean, his, no. his drumming, I mean, come on. It's so enthusiastic uh, on, on that. Uh, it's a highlight for me. What is life? It, it really is. I mean, that that is great. Um, I'd have you anytime, which is one of my favorite songs off this album, period. But I mean, this was beautiful. I mean, just George and the guitar. Um, my only complaint, it was too short. <laughs> I mean, that was that was just hearing this tender vocal um i dig love i i like that as well take one again that was take one great rock just a great rock vocal from uh from george just you know you can just tell how excited george was about this project you know you can just hear it um in his voice uh tr just great guitar playing on that um and and solid drumming from ringo um uh my sweet lord take one it was just what a treat to hear this early you know early version which you know sounded uh just just so um 
you know, complete as it was, even though, you know, he was, this is just a stripped down version. Right. Um, you know, same thing, uh, run of the mill. I mean, these are all first takes. I mean, <laughs> incredible mm. um, on, on disc four. Um, you know, that's, uh, I, of course, we've heard Beware of Darkness. We've heard this take with Beware of Ad, yeah. Ad Co, mm. but that's fun right. to hear. Uh, I've also heard this Let It Down take before, but uh, just, uh wonderful to hear it again um and uh, uh i really loved this uh, the first take of hear me ward um you know it just uh, yeah. really had this confessional tone to it um mm. you know even more so than the final version and and uh, george's guitar playing are you talking about the nine minute plus version Mm. um no this is uh yeah and just or four. the one on just four okay yeah yeah just okay. four the yeah. one on just right. four right. um loved also hearing i don't want to do it <laughs> um, yeah the take what a great uh right. great early uh version here very you know pretty different <laughs> and then uh the final one but uh but it was really uh just just so great to hear this early acoustic version and and finally uh if not for you um this this uh, you know this early unplugged uh kind of version i mean that version could have been on the final album i mean right. even as much as so just uh on those two discs just uh so many highlights and then the ones you hear that were outtakes some of them you can kind of hear and say yeah i can kind of see why that didn't end up on the final album i mean interesting right uh some mm. interesting songs but some of them you're kind of like yeah that needed more work lyrically or you know that kind of didn't go anywhere i can see why but um, but fascinating to hear, nonetheless. So yeah, those two discs were worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, the Beware of Abco, you know, unofficial disc I've been familiar with for a long time. Sure. So uh, some of those were, you know, they weren't so surprising to me. Nice to have them in the official yeah. uh, set, but uh, th those were all kind of familiar to me. Um, yeah. uh, I, I like on the session outtakes and jams, Wawa. Uh, take one same vocal i think on it uh so, I yeah think. it's so weird to hear it without the uh, horns no horns yeah, yeah. All that, it was very bare uh, <laughs> that was in interesting and uh, you know you mentioned before kit uh you know i dig love uh take one i i think i i, I like that more than the, the album ver version i thought it was more fun <laughs> i agree <and> enjoyable. yeah <laughs> I, I agree that's a great version i agree yeah okay so ken how about you what do you what do you uh favor uh, out of these if not everything oh gosh <laughs> there's so much well i mean just the beware of app code bootleg officially coming out i love from the very beginning and there's something special about george and just an acoustic guitar and nothing else yep. and hearing all the songs that didn't make it yep. that could have possibly made it songs that had some potential but he chose not to go forward more with those songs mm -hmm. like cosmic empire which we've talked about here um but definitely the the first disc of demos i love a lot for the simple reason that we know that it's just george ringo klaus foreman that's it yep. you know one of the <laughs> things we suffer from all these years as much as we love all things must pass is that they didn't write down on every single song who played what yeah so you, you don't know right? pieces together that's so frustrating yeah, and you hear what different people have to say, the players who are on it, and um, I wish that there was some really accurate information for each song. Yes. And some things we know, some things we were not so sure about. 
you know, like um, you mentioned hearing Ringo drum on What Is Life. I don't know if Ringo's drumming on the, the version that we know from All Things Must Pass. Could be Ellen White, you know, but it's nice, it's nice to know that he's on these versions. And, um, you know, the, the demos there, it, it's, I didn't even know he attempted Sour Milk C, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, during, during the session. That's nice. I love the Daradun and um, the other one, Gopala Krishna. They sound great together. Um, really everything. It's, it's interesting to hear what is life without horns. It has mm -hmm. a very different yes. vibe altogether. It's more of a rocking mm -hmm. sound. And, um, you know, I'll always love the version that came out, but it's just, it has such a different feel when you remove the horns to it. Um, Apple Scruffs is almost the same. I Live For You, he had to make some changes with it for the finished version that came out on the 2001 remaster. Um, it's just great. I mean, for the people who are so critical about Phil Spector and not wanting the Phil Spector sound, that's what these three discs are all about. There's nothing you can complain about with these three right. discs. Right. And, and in particular, when I first heard Wawa on the outtakes, it's just like, it's just as good <laughs> as <laughs> the performance that was on the album, but without the wall of sound. I mean, if you mm, just yeah. wanted bare bones, just the band, that's it. That's what this is. And the people who have been craving that should be reveling in the outtakes. So much good stuff. Um, Woman, Don't You Cry For Me is very much like the version that was on Early Takes, Volume 1. Much more of a bluegrass sound that it had in the, in the early days. It's nice to hear um, George goofing around on Get Back in the studio. Yeah. Um, I don't do forget, like... isn't it a pity? Uh, take 14. <laughs> that's so yeah, that's, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, my but it's, God. It's funnier that they made that the first track to open. <laughs> like, and short hello. and sweet, you know, short and sweet. Yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff here I like. And, you, you know, what is life? The, the outtake of that is very much similar to the demo in that regard. Um, you know, not having the horns and all. It's, um, and, and hear me, Lord, it's great to hear that, just bare bones. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know, clear going vocals on, for, on that. I've always loved that song. I think it's a highly underrated song. Um, yeah, there, there's so many highlights. Run of the Mill has a whole different feel to it when you don't have the horns and you've got the dual lead guitar parts playing yeah. the same parts yeah. that the horns played. It's, um, I prefer the release version, but it's interesting to think that they, they tried that also a bit faster, that version yes. of Run of the Mill. So yeah, there's, there's so many highlights. They're all special in their own way. Yep. Um, don't know how much more I can add to that, hmm. really. I love yeah. all those unreleased songs like Mother yeah. Divine, right. you know, and songs that you kind of wish, yeah, if he only worked on it a little bit more, maybe we'd have right. a full version of them. Um, yeah. And like you said, Joe, for the longest time, I've been saying, I live for you. Should have been on the album. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah it's I like great. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just like, nice. um, you know, you got the Pete Drake stuff there with the pedal steel guitar and it fits just like behind that locked door would, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So those are highlights for me, but the sound is fantastic. And like I said, anyone that, that wants to hear the band as is, you'll revel in these three mm. discs. Yes. Mm. You know? Yep. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and well, I forgot to mention, uh, here yeah. we were, take five. Good lord, that piano. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with the clear vocal, real clear vocal. I like to hear it, him singing, yeah. singing clearer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. And then there's the electric guitar version on the other uh, disc. Uh, that's a beware of, beware, we call it the beware of Abco disc, you know. Um, all right, Tom. Now I know you said earlier. Uh, you think you alluded to the fact that you like the bonus stuff. Well, you know, in a perfect world, we would all be hearing the stuff at the same time because I'm not really the biggest bootleg guy out here. So a lot of this was this is my first oh. time hearing this stuff. Good you know, you, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, and we talk about we talk a lot about evolution of songs on here, and it's just really surprising to see how you know these down. I mean, they're pretty much the same throughout. I mean, he really didn't. You know, the apple really didn't far from, fall far from the tree. I mean, he pretty much was, you know, these songs were pretty much realized uh, going into the studio. And I was really surprised by that. And then um, uh, highlights on here, you know, you talked about some of the stuff already. I'll just mention um, a couple of those things. I, you know, again, you know, not hearing these other songs that didn't make it. I think we've got like, what, 12 other songs or so that didn't make the album. Um, on this album you know we got some of these songs later on down the line but um you know ken you know you said sour milk see i would have loved to hear, uh, hear him do his own version of sour milk see because i do like that song um it's a great song you know yeah uh you know um uh let it roll you hear mel evans just kicking off with the old sir frankie crisp i thought that was was kind of interesting um, I love George's acoustic guitar playing on Harry Ohm. I thought that was really nice. Um, I never heard going down the Golders Green, and I think it's fantastic. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And it would have fit perfectly on an early Beatles record, I think. Yeah. It was just it's like really, a rockabilly. Yeah, thing. exactly. Elvis like kind Carl of Perkins. Yeah, Elvis Carl Perkins. Yeah. Um, I a dig love. People... I think it's a little more rocking on this first uh, disc. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to hear what is life with no horns. Um, the art of dying on, on disc four is it's a little haunting, just maybe with his vocals, the way they are. Um, let's see here. Uh, Eric, uh, working out the guitar part on Wawa on disc four, I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, beautiful girl, you know, he had the verses, but not really, yeah. uh, I mean, he had, yeah, he had the verses, but not really the, the chorus. Um, uh, let's see here. The Hear Me Lord, his vocals, and then him on electric guitar, and not on doing a slide. He's doing actual just you know electric guitar work without being you know doing the slide. I thought was great because you mm. you know you didn't get a lot of that in this solo career, and you you know so it was really really glad to hear him do that. Uh, the song Nowhere to Go I thought was really interesting because it just seemed a little biographical in um, in a way because he's talking about you know cops falling around or you know you can't get stoned without being <laughs> chased around or you know mm. Beetle calls himself Beetle Jeff and then Beetle Ted you know and it was kind of kind of interesting um and then this, this five i thought was was equally uh as good you know with uh, you know i have you any time was a little sped up it, it felt like uh the acoustic arrangement on art of dying um i found interesting um the the, the wedding bell song you know it's uh, again you hear pete drake on that but it's just so weird hearing him do it because you always hear paul talk paul talking about the wedding this is true. <laughs> 
you know, um, the, the nine minute plus version of Hear Me Lord, you know, the second half with Clapton, you know, working out on, you know, jamming on guitar, I thought it was really cool. Um, now, maybe my favorite thing on, on all three of these discs was the Let It Down version, where it just feels like it's all keyboards, you know, piano, maybe, maybe organ or Hammond, I don't know what it was, but oh. yeah, take, yeah, take one. I thought it was just amazing, especially listening to it on headphones. I was definitely moved. I played that a couple times in a row and I just was wow. And his vocals were just so strong too. And then that take 36 arrangement of, of running the mill, I, I enjoyed a lot too. Um, so yeah, just a lot to, a lot to enjoy here. I'm definitely going to revisit these three CDs over, over again, just to, I, you know, just to catch up because I know a lot of people have a lot of, you know, already a lot of listening to, to this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's great to have, finally have a, you know, beware of APCO, you know, official release. <laughs> yeah. Beware of Darkness, where he's singing that song, and it's funny because he must have known something was up for him to sing, say something like that as as early as 1970. Hmm. You know, so maybe even then, you know, he was maybe figuring out that Paul could have been, you know, right, possibly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know? well, how about your partner there, Andy? Uh, what do you? What can you share with us, Andy? Um, yeah, so it took me a while to get into the bonus discs of this because I was so enamored with the remix, those first few listenings that I was uh, I was just trying to take all that in. And I finally said, well, let me dive into these other three discs. And as Kid said, like these three discs alone <laughs> worth price price mm. of admission, you know. And one thing, I mean, and you've all made great comments, and I agree with all of them. Person, personal favorites, um, beautiful girl, hearing that demo. Um, you know, for which came out later on 33 and a third. Great. Uh, waiting on you all. Isn't it a pity? And um, one thing I had to think of, think about all these demos, if they had come out as, as they were sequenced the same way, would the album have done as well? Interesting. Um, I don't know about that. Interesting. <laughs> you mean if it came out in 1970 as these demos? Correct. No. No way. No way. <laughs> I, no. You know, I was well, thinking. Because, like, you, I listen was... To the, you listen to them now, right? And it's like, oh, it's Georgian and acoustic guitar. It's so good. And it is great. But if, you know, you reverse the clock 50 years, you know, it probably wouldn't have done as well. But I'm sure, you know, it would have had its fans. Well, you know, Andy, as, as much as I enjoy the, these demos and the sessions and all, um, I, I did make note that uh, George's voice is, is not always great. Well, you know, he, I don't think he was as good a singer as Paul or John, per se, arguably. Um, uh, and it made me wonder for a time. I wonder if that's why there was so much reverb added, you know. Um, I loved hearing it all, you know, and I love George for George, you know, however he is, he is, uh, was. But, um, yeah, I, I picked up on that, uh, you know, the, the real limitations more. Right. The um, and yeah. then on uh, disc four, I don't want to do it. So that was that was obviously from this time. But didn't didn't he revisit that later on? Yeah, yes. Porky's Revenge. Porky's Revenge <laughs> of all places. Right, yeah. as the as the soundtrack. I just forgot what film it was on. But <laughs> and you know. won't hear it in the movie. I went to the movies in '85 to hear it, and we, you can't even hear it in the movie. There's like a scene with a car. It's coming from a car radio. Just about like five seconds of it or something uh, yeah but you take like i don't want to do it i live for you you know a couple of these other songs and imagine if those were added onto this i mean it could have theoretically maybe been a true triple album if you scrapped the apple jam mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah of course yeah <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but yeah. you know can i just add something to your question there about the demos you know as someone who's always said the song comes first before the production <laughs> 
the thing that it, we love these demos because we've heard the original recordings for so long. In some ways, it's so refreshing to hear anything different. But we love the songs first. We grew up on those songs. We love the songs. So to hear them stripped down as it is in demo form, we appreciate them from all these years of loving them the way they were the first time around. Right. You know, you don't know if you'd feel the same way if it was reversed. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, the White Album demos. I love all the songs on the White Album. But if it came out that way first, just as demos, no. You love yeah, those songs probably first not. because of the way it was on the White Album. Yeah, so, probably not. All righty. Oh, okay. Um, listen, I was wondering, we didn't talk really if we have anything to say about packaging. And I guess in, in, in particular, <laughs> I guess that really has to do mostly with the big giant crate, uh, so to speak. Oh, no, Uber I box. have something to say about the other. <laughs> yeah. Let's, okay, kid, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I mean, I have the uh, the the deluxe set, the five CD and, and yep. Blu-ray. Um, yeah, I mean, the book that comes with it. Um, yeah, mm. it's, and I think other people have complained about it. Yeah, it's chintzy. It's chintzy. It really is. I mean, yeah. you know, and 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 this set was not cheap. I mean, it's you know, not not like the the crate for sure. But yeah. <laughs> but come on, I mean, there are barely any details about mm. the sessions i was expecting a lot more than that i mean it's it's just like you right. know little things about each song i was I, that was disappointing I, I, yeah. I, I agree i mean there's just so much i mean it's not an exact i mean there's not a ton a ton of information but they what was in here they could have at least uh, put in that book there's plenty of room in that in that in that, in that box to where you could put a you know a couple more pages in there and, and right. at least give you what you get in here yeah. um, I, I can i can understand if they just wanted to make this special to the crate just to make people buy it for you know for for something a little bit more special right uh, you know, and and the book is that. I mean, it is really special. Oh, yeah. um, but I mean, the, the book—it's like a pamphlet. You know, it, it's really, you know, it's really disappointing. Yeah, I I was really shocked at, at that. And it's mostly the price too. Well, no matter what, whatever the price is, the book is still, you know, and not—it's still lacking. But yeah. the the price is what got me, gets me for the five uh, CD more than anything. You know, yeah. is the fact that it's, it's so expensive now. If they had had a big, a bigger box, slightly bigger box, even like right. the John Lennon ones, mm -hmm. give me some truth and had a book in there that's a little more, yeah. uh, you know, thick and had a little more information in it for right. the same price. Maybe that would help a little bit. Yeah, because I, yeah, I just but, feel like you know, for like the McCartney archive sets and stuff like that, you get way more bang for your buck. Well, well yeah, we're just gonna yeah. have to realize yeah. or understand that the, the information for this album is really not there. You know, yeah. but hmm. you know, if it was me, uh, I would have tried to have interviewed anybody that's still yeah, agreed. alive agreed. that can comment and share yeah. their memories of making this album or get archival clips of people who have passed away and put that in a book. Exactly. And that's something that the Lennon family have been great about. Exactly. With Plastic Ono Band, granted, there's only a few people on Plastic Ono mm. Band, um, and the Imagine album, you got quotes from all the different musicians that played on there. Beautiful um, set. Yeah, I, I would yeah. have wished for something that people think so highly of and cherish this album to the point where so many say it's the best solo Beatle album. I would love to get some quotes from, of all people, Eric Clapton. You know, yeah, what was exactly. it like to be part of these sessions? Instead, you got to rely on, you know, 
people in the Beatle world or whatever that interview these people and you find it online or in magazines, but it should be preserved in a box set like this. Exactly, exactly. So that was, I mean, you know, obviously the disc content, great, but yeah, mm. the packaging, not yeah, disappointing yeah. for yeah, and you know, but then there was the best value for the money. I thought was this: how many CDs were well, a three CD set that came out with stickers, a Target exclusive. And you might maybe you saw my video, and I did a video on it, which that was a whole mess. They messed that up too, where Target had early copies of these that said exclusive, and people with this red sticker, and they and they bought this thinking it was going to be exclusive content, and none of them had the exclusive content, and it was mislabeled. Uh, then they had to go back or whatever they did and, and put the right ones out and properly say exclusive. This time I'm adding sticker pack in there where they gave you, for those who don't know, kind of like a little piece. I don't have it here. I could have got it ready for the show, but I didn't. <laughs> it was uh, it's like the background of all things must pass. The, the you know, the, tr the trees right, and, and the, the grass. George was the gnome and he, I mean, the George was a sticker. The gnome. There's stickers. stickers that you oh, could put yeah, of every some... different people, uh, characters, wherever you want, like almost like color forms. You know, which okay. I thought was interesting. So you would get that and you would get uh, the three CDs. And I forget if there was a book in there or not. Oh, boy. And a poster and everything. And that was like twenty, twenty-eight, five, twenty-eight dollars maybe, something like that. It was well, a, you got more in that. Thing. It's bizarre how, how it was. Then, well, of course, I mean, there's... You shouldn't the, be surprised from past releases yeah. that the Harrison uh, camp is a little more yeah. expensive than, than the other three. Is, they are. They are. That's been down the line. Even from George's book in his time right the genesis books and he's, those early and he's nodding books were over 200 dollars <laughs> yes. at the time yeah. oh, you know it's more than that so you know what even when he lot. was alive he wasn't necessarily living in the material world so <laughs> Back in the day. Oh, yeah. yes. and then of course we have to talk a little bit more uh, before we go about the uber box you know the big one thousand dollar box which i mean i got it for less Right. Uh, I know. I think Tom too, and Andy. I uh, got Andy was the first one to get it. It arrived early, and they did a little uh, presentation. Uh, first, first one to get it, and of course, it has. He's like, you can take rip the headphones off his head if you want. Uh, you have to say something. No. Yeah. He's still. He's just never gonna let that go. He was. I got it. I got an email notification yeah. that it shipped, and he's like, "You're getting it already." Oh man. We gotta go. I'm like the 26th of, of July. <laughs> he got which, it really early, really early. I, I don't know why, but it, you know, because yeah. I don't. I ordered it from uh, you, Discover. So I don't hmm. well, they were sending it out early. I think that company. So I did make one snafu with it, and I will. And I was talked about this with Tom earlier today. So they are all numbered, okay, but they're numbered on the box that it comes. Yeah. In. Yeah. Which I threw out already, so I don't know what number it was. Oh, yeah, I, no. I got. I took. I took my video. I went the video. I put it on. I don't remember what it was. But uh, so he's like. Yeah. So he's like. He's like. Well, go back to your unboxing video when you brought it up and see if you can see the number on the box. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> well. Oh. Let's, we can't let the done. show. I thought they would have done like with the McCartney sets. They're all individual. That would have been nice. Yeah. Carve it, hand carved. Well, oh, come on. Yeah, for that price. price. Yes. 
Like, just slap that on, like, like branded on the back of this crate sitting right here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's but, but look, look, we can't let the show go by all the way without talking about the gnomes, and you know, the figurines. Let's see some gnomes. Come on. You know, uh, mine are over there. Um, You have them handy? I, I haven't taken yeah. mine apart. I haven't taken mine apart yet. Andy's going to take them out of the box. All know. right, yeah. We got the only quibble I have, they, they're, I think they're pretty good. They're bigger than we thought. But my little quibble is that I don't think the George one looks, the likeness is very good. I think really? he looks like John Carradine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? John Carradine. For those younger people, that's David Carradine's father. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up by the handle. So, oh my God. Younger people a lot of people, I know they want the gnomes, they, you know. Yep, that was the only that and in the book. Although maybe the book wasn't so great, I don't know. But were the only things that that tempted me to get the Uber set, and uh, you know. And the, I'll say this again while they're looking for the. I still think the thing is overpriced. I mean, I yeah. you know, I mean, no matter what, I it's agree. still way overpriced in my opinion. A lot of people's opinions. Yeah. You yep. know, I, I wanted it, but you know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, sorry, I, I could no. just. I, I, Taking uh, mine off if I, off the show. Oh no, that's all right. Show. No, we're getting we're getting but, an uh, unveiling. We're getting an unveiling. But uh, yeah, but, so, yeah I, guess, I just figured we we can't we can't end the show without a, a gnome unveiling. <laughs> what is it taped up again? You taped it up? Yeah, again? it's it's taped up. On oh the mom. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Oh. Well, what else can we talk about in the meantime? Well, you get of I'm, course I'm the fryer playing for a little bit. The yeah. fryer mm-hmm. park bookmark is in there oh yes you have, made, oh, made of actual from, wood from 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 a, a tree, tree right <laughs> a fallen tree it's a bookmark <laughs> i'm like oh wow you know a thousand dollar bookmark <laughs> you know it be, and of course you would touch. only use it in one of my books right yeah. <laughs> there all we right, go john get that there, okay. all right up. so here's george all right yep so there's george here he is or David Carradine, however you right. want to uh, want to say it. I thought you it. said John Carradine. Oh, yeah, John, John Carradine. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, John the Carradine. Of the three, right? Was it three or four? Bringer of the four. But they are right. more, more solid and more durable Here's, than you, you, we, 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 we hope for. We, they're better than we hope for, I think. And it, yep. they do feel like you know, like pewter or raisin or resin. Resin. Yeah. I think they're a resin. Uh, yeah. So well, there's a few. They're not plastic like maybe some people. That's cheap plastic. That's what I was yeah. afraid of when I first heard. But no. So yeah. for those of you who are listening to this show right. later on, we are showing off the gnomes and they're adorable. The gnomes <laughs> are really detailed nicely. Yeah, they mm. are better than I expected. And don't forget to gift your gnomes to Kit. O'Toole. That's right. <laughs> and Ken Michaels. And Ken Michaels. And Ken Michaels. You, you, you could split the... them in half, give two yeah. to, but I get exactly. the George one. Like this I one's got a little thumbs up action going on there. Oh, how cute. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, nice little little touch. Yeah. So, you know, but I agree, you know, this this probably was three, four hundred dollars overpriced, maybe. (laughs) But but then again, I didn't pay for what it you know, I didn't pay the 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 big one K for it. So uh, because I got a discount um, from the webs, from I think Sound of Vinyl, the website website is ca- uh, called. They were doing a, a summer summer sale, right? Well, <laughs> the, the wood sale, itself, you know, the box so. itself, the wood is not chin- is not chintzy. No, the wood I mean, is not chintzy either. I mean, listen, I mean, they, 
Danny had a, showed a picture of him sitting on it. Yeah. Myself, yeah. I'm probably 100 pounds heavier than he is. I'm not going to sit on mine. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well, thanks for, but, thanks for showing us your gnomes. Yeah, I'm, I'm really... <laughs> ecstatic about it i mean when he when he was like uh, it. unboxing it uh you know a month ago i was really happy that i decided to make the purchase uh, <laughs> you know, i thought this is this is cool man this is really cool tom you know? brennan yeah. asked if gonna... the thumbs up is supposed to be paul probably <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just hope they did they just do it with this one let's not not hope every release from george is not going to be you know a thousand dollar box set yeah, really. Yeah, and I was wondering now. This is a little bit, uh, you know, uh, th there was so many mishaps. I, I mean, I overall, I'm delighted with this. I, as I said, I love the remix, and I, I, if I didn't like it, I'd say so. You know, I'm not kissing up to it. It wasn't free. It wasn't. <laughs> I didn't get paid to say mm -hmm. this or anything like that. But I was wondering because there was some controversy, and a lot of people supposedly got warped vinyl and mm, any big yeah i heard about that. i checked all my vinyl in that box you should bet you know the box also has like eight records in there right all this stuff yeah. i should mention and other other goodies but uh mine were all good uh they were flat i checked them out and uh but there were so many problems and mishaps and with the target stickers and people complaining and people like belly aching over things i was wondering gee uh, you know, we have enough trouble with the Harrison estate putting out stuff. I said, you knew stuff, you know, I was like, oh, I really hope that they don't say, oh, the heck with this, you know. I really think they were like in a no-win situation, you know, because we're all going to complain anyway. We, we always find something to, to, to complain about these sets, mm -hmm. whether Paul doesn't put enough stuff on his bonus discs, mm -hmm. you know, or, or, or the cost of George. I mean, I think the, actually the John camp has been doing the best with these box sets, you know. Yeah, they have, I think. And, and Bang, bang for buck. Bang for buck. Yeah. Certain McCartney ones, though, he's he's yes. gone the extra Venus mile. Venus and Mars, Venus and yeah. Mars, yeah. and uh, maybe a ramp. Uh, Red Rose Speedway, high Red Rose Pie. Speedway. Yeah. Flowers yeah. in the Ram. dirt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but you know, they got it. The Harrison's got to be happy at least uh, with the with the performance. It's sold. On, uh, it's the, the bloody Must Pass album. It's sold. You know. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's <laughs> interesting to compare how the Harrison estate and the Lennon estate both handle the box set so differently mm -hmm. because the Lennons, they give you everything. Yeah. <laughs> they give you evolution mixes. Yes. You know, you, 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 you couldn't have asked for more from the Plastic on All Band box set, except if you were to get every take of every song. It's mm. as close as could be. You know, and whereas the Harrison estate is more selective as to what they'll put out, they're not going to put out every single take. You know, I was just mm. saying on, on things we said today, because John Barham, who did a lot of the scoring for so many of the songs, and you actually see some of the notation in, in the, the new book from Ken Womack and Jason Krupa. But um, it would be really interesting to hear isolated strings, oh. Oh, just sure. like they had on the Beatles. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. box sets yep. the george martin stuff and you know that would be very interesting so you know but the lennons give you everything <laughs> yeah they, they yeah. did a good job yeah. i have yeah. to say it's so not a criticism uh, but it's just a comparison no, it's true yeah yeah any any other thoughts or questions from anybody or anything we can address <sighs> um uh, for any of our list of uh, viewers uh, anybody? I don't know if you're keeping tabs or. Let me see. Is oh, there've been a lot of a uh, lot of comments here. Let's see. Um, 
let's see here. Um, <laughs> Farrell McDulty says a thousand dollar box set for extra texture. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, can you imagine? No, you imagine? No, uh- Dark Horse. If imagine they do something like this for Dark Horse, all the different little figures they would have to do. Oh my the, god! The cover of Dark Horse. No kidding. Oh my gosh. Oh, what they could have man. done for Sergeant Pepper. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, Jeremy uh, Porterala says the pricing makes the flaming pie Uber box look cheap now. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah no kidding oh my gosh uh let's see here i'm just scrolling um uh ed uh rising and actually i've wondered this too it does the crate version of the book give any details of the band playing on each track what does it Not offer? on each track no okay i was wondering we, that we myself will, we, will, we will never we i don't think we'll ever get that information because they don't really know, don't know. They, it's, it's not chronicled right i mean whitlock can say that he was on every session for a a certain amount of time but that doesn't mean what he did ended up you know in the mix Mm -hmm. that's true yeah Yeah. i was asking they could have turned what he did all the way down and you wouldn't know that he was on it that's true i was asking ken womack and jason krupa about this because there are certain things that are mentioned in the book where they said that Beware of Darkness, the lead guitar solo was Clapton, and one other song was supposed to be, oh, maybe Wawa. Yeah, Wawa. And I was questioning that because there are times, there are times when you know when it's Clapton, but right. there are times when Clapton can sound like George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but you could have had several guitarists playing at the same time in the mix, they were saying. Right. So it's hard, you know, song by song. You yep. could do what Ken and Jason did and let you know when each musician was there. Right. So you can do some detective work, but you'll never, I don't think you'll ever have a definitive song by song. Yeah. That's you know, unfortunate for a great yeah. album like this, you know? Yeah. Andy, did, uh, Andy, you just said something. I couldn't hear you. What? Oh, I said it's very unfortunate that we'll never know. Yeah. You know. It really is. And uh, incidentally, I put a link in the comments on, uh, on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, there is a great article that appeared, I think it's in Sound and Vision, I think that's the name of the, the site, uh, by Matt Hor- uh, Horwitz, Horwitz, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, he did a fantastic article about the recording of all things must pass it's not every single song but it's a, a number of them and mm. some of the technical details and some of the stuff that the book and the set should have had in there. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, and i put it in the comments so and uh, and i'll put it uh, for the youtube version of this i'll put it in the in the description it's a very good article and of course um ken was just talking about um ken uh, womax and jason krupa's book uh they also talk about the recording so again stuff that that as some people are calling it a pamphlet that was in that and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of a pamphlet um yeah. yeah that that uh so yeah those two sources are are very uh very good uh yeah tom brennan said at least sell us a separate book like plastic ono band and good imagine point. what this yeah, yeah i would i would buy that well, what about Absolutely. that be here now book although i don't remember what was in that Wasn't that, that, was, really that was all photos yeah. yeah just photos no was, no uh, uh 
that's about the album. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean they'll be great if the all things was pass book like the uh, the Imagine book where they they you know give you the map of the grounds and they say what tree is which. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. was that's saying that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Brennan also mentioned uh, as far as as the the set goes, he would have liked to have heard more studio chatter. That's a good point. Oh uh, yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, that he said yeah, there was uh, some of that of, on the Lennon one. I liked. I remember studio. Yeah, chatter. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, he said "Art of Dying" take one is the only track that had any. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I would George have liked to have heard to that too. Right. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, there are definitely you know it's not a perfect set uh, for sure, but there are some great highlights to it. Um, Agreed. You know. All righty. So mm-hmm. looks like we 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 wrap this one up now. Um, but uh, why don't we uh, go out by starting with you, Kit, telling everyone out there how to find us, get our, give our information and everything. If you want to contact any yeah. of us or. Absolutely. Uh, you can, and, and we'd love to hear your your thoughts on on this episode or other episodes, or if you have ideas, you know, topics you'd like us to cover for future episodes. We're, we're always open to new ideas. Uh, you can reach us, of course, on our Facebook page. You can reach us at uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at talkmoretalk1, the number one at uh on twitter uh you can also uh go to our uh web page at uh talkmoretalk.com and uh and again we uh always want to hear from you and of course subscribe to our youtube page thank you guys so much our our mm-hmm. uh subscriber numbers are going up and it's up and, and going up but yep, and we thank up, up, up. you so <laughs> and we thank you so much for for all of your support. We honestly could not do this without you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, and now as far as talking about uh, what we're up to and everything like that, Kit, you want to just go right into that? Tell tell everybody what your your endeavors are coming up. Uh, sure. Uh, you can find uh, my review of uh, Ken and Jason's book up on Something Else Reviews. Um, and uh, also, my class on Philadelphia Soul is coming up in just a couple of weeks. I can't believe it. Um, and I will leave the link where you can register for the class up on my page and the Talk More Talk page. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I have been just you know, just knee deep in work, trying to get ready for it and do a lot of research. It's going to be just a ton of fun music. uh, And you'll learn all about uh, how the genre started and and its heyday in the 70s. So if you like the OJs, if you like Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, uh, if you like the Three Degrees, you will love this class. So I hope to see you there. Uh, It starts, I believe, September 9th. So it's coming up. So uh, hope uh, hope to see you, and uh, you can just register at the link that I will I will uh, post. So I think that's everything. Okay. And I'll get mine over with fast. You know, with me, all you have to do is uh, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, me, Mr. Mayo, and uh, I got a couple of videos uh, up. One's up, another one's coming, where I actually found some interesting Beatles rarities on vinyl. Uh, so I'm going to be there's a there's a big haul that uh my one of the guys I know had and he got a lot of material and I'm I'm picking up a little bit here and there and this is going to be going on for a couple of months because it's a huge collection mm. so I don't know how much I'm going to be able to buy that's all I could say so um that's cool me stuff. done 
Okay, how about you, uh, Tom and Andy? What's going on? Yeah, well, we're we're continuing our little break here until uh, September. Uh, obviously, Andy's and been with came to came to visit, so we had a great time. Uh, you know, uh, you know, hanging out, you know, getting to know each other, and just you know, shopping and stuff like that. So this has been a great four days. You know, hanging out with him, and um, you know, we're gonna get back to like I said, back to shows in in, in September. We got a ton planned, and um, you know, I'm 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 hoping that these uh, gnomes don't need anything to eat because you know after all. All that money I spent on that crate, I'm, I'm wiped, and I don't have any food. I don't have any money for food for these guys. So let's let's hope they don't. Uh, let's let's just hope they just uh, stay as is and they don't want to eat anything. But um, but you can reach us at two legs podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on our YouTube channel, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. So again, you know we we've passed that uh, um, the the 700 subscriber mark on our YouTube channel. So please check us out there and, and subscribe. That's where you're going to see all of our video content. And uh, we have a lot of fun there. We do. We just did a little video earlier today showing off, uh, you know, all the stuff, all the goodies we've gotten over the last four days. And, uh, you know, again, it was it was a lot of fun, <laughs> you know, uh, spending more money than what I probably should. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Two Legs Podcast and uh, and check us out. And like I said, we'll be back soon with new shows and, um, you know, keep enjoying your summer, everybody. All righty. <laughs> Thanks. Ken Michaels. I just want to say, because this reminds me with Tom and Andy, for several years, I did my show with oh, Steve yes, Marinucci right. yeah. and never, we were never in the same room. <laughs> and wow. we didn't even have Zoom back then. So everything was strictly audio. Right. And then we met when we saw Paul at Candlestick Park when That's he did right. the, the last yeah. show there. That was the only, the only time I've ever been with Steve Marinucci and Alan Cozen, the White Album Symposium. Was right. the first time I ever was oh, with wow. Alan, so oh, it's yeah. a you know a great feeling to finally physically exactly. be with these people right. that you spend every week or every two weeks doing a show with. Absolutely. But um, so you're you you're really tapped out money wise, huh, Tom? No, well, you know, I, I want <laughs> people to think I am, so don't ask me to buy them anything. <laughs> I figured you didn't hear about the three thousand dollar Let It Be box set. Oh, oh, great. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm Three, just kidding. Huh? There is no I one. Know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. I hope I'm not giving them any ideas. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, my other podcast things we said today, we just did a show with Ken Womack and Jason Krupa talking about the book. And they were great guests on our show the last time out. All things will mm, pass away. There we go. Harrison Clapton and other assorted love songs. Um, that show might even be up right now. I'm not even sure because we recorded a few a few hours ago and we can just put it right up on on YouTube. Um, so if it's not there tonight, it should be out tomorrow. Um, my website is KenMichaelsRadio.com. There's weekly Beatles trivia where you can win this book. What? <laughs> plug, plug, plug. No way. Anyway, and you know, I for for years I've been giving away kids book and you know people always trying to win songs you were singing so the trivia question that I have for this week is something that we gave the answer to in the show tonight so if you go to kenmichaelsradio.com click on the Beatles trivia and games page it's something you should know even without even following the show tonight but um, yeah make sure you do that I also have the Ken Michaels radio YouTube page with lots of interviews I've had a lot of problems uploading my videos but I do have a few interviews that will be coming up very soon including Owen Lynn uh, rock uh, you know freelance journalist and we uh, we talked about extra texture 
which he says is his second favorite Harrison album of all time, after all <laughs> things must pass. Owen <laughs> <clears throat> will be replacing Joe on a future episode. Right. Oh, no, no. <laughs> And I, look at the time. <laughs> I also I also did a really nice interview with Kevin Harrington. Oh, great. really sweet guy who uh, awesome. worked for NEMS and yes. was uh, for a while Brian Epstein's personal assistant. Okay. He also helped out the Beatles during Magical Mystery Tour, looking up places for them to shoot and looking at the, the uh, outtakes of the film mm. of Magical Mystery Tour. And then he worked at Apple. And he was witness to sessions for the White Album and the Get Back, Let It Be sessions and Abbey Road. Yep. Very sweet, genuine guy. Doesn't right make himself out to be. Yes, the red, he was yep. the guy that held up the lyrics for Dig a Pony yep. when yeah. the Beatles were performing it on, on the Apple rooftop. And as I said to him, and it's true if you think about this, if he just tilted the page just a little bit and John couldn't read the lyrics, we could be singing that song differently right now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a very important job he had there, holding up the lyrics. Yeah, I would have done it. <laughs> so that's coming up on my uh, YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio. And um, please subscribe to that if you can. Some new interviews are coming your way. All righty. All right. Well, I'm going to say now on behalf of Kid O'Toole, Tom Agnotti, Andy Nichols, and Ken Michaels, if you didn't like the show, don't complain. I don't want to hear about it. I don't need no Wawa. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, folks. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. What? <laughs>